It's time for the podcast from two guys who still think fart jokes are funny. It's the Morning Five, sponsored by Marine South. You know what that day is? Taco Tuesday! Shane Spikeman. <laughs> Taco Tuesday! <laughs> are they built for speed or for comfort? You'll get nothing and like it. <laughs> Georgia and welcome in to hometown sports media. No, actually, this is the TM5. You know how, uh, <laughs> I, dude, I've gotten into such a, a such a groove with breaking in hometown sports media off uh, in and out of breaks, man. I feel uh, I feel weird doing TM5 stuff. Hey, uh, welcome into the morning five. Yeah, this is the morning guys? five, not hometown sports media. Nope, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I've done I've done three baseball games since we did our last podcast, so I'm just ingrained with uh, you know Good Evening West Georgia's hometown sports media broadcast of uh, high school baseball. <laughs> yeah, I've done three too. Holy yeah, crap. yeah, I know. <laughs> Speaking of three, how was your uh, how was your weekend, Billy? What'd you do? Uh, yeah, we had a doubleheader on Saturday that was cold. Cold. Yeah. Cold. Oh, I don't want to hear it. Don't want to hear it. Dude, even in the press box, it was cold. Oh, even <laughs> in the press me. box, it was cold. It's cold. Don't want to hear it. It was cold. It was uh, it was miserably cold, man. It, and it wasn't, it wasn't the cold. It was cold. It was, it was not very warm. It was cold. But that wasn't what killed you, dude. It was whipping. The wind was insane. Ah on Saturday and I was sitting down the right field line out at South Paulding and the wind was blowing like straight in from left field and it was I had like four or five layers on and it made zero difference yeah it that wind was what was the problem yeah like I I we had uh Casey and I had a game last year I remember where we were is that when he Um, almost got frostbite yeah um, <laughs> or hypothermia or whatever it was yeah dude i i started walking down the line to go talk with um or to take pictures of the player of the game and everything and i'm standing there in my hoodie and i pulled my hand out because of my hoodie because i've i get a notification on my watch and i look at my hand and my hand's blue and i'm like uh oh Oh, that was yeah. I remember that. I was I was at a um I was at a middle school baseball game out in Bremen. I remember exactly what night you were talking about. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I don't I don't think was, Saturday was, was that bad. Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the wind was just awful. It was but yeah, it was it miserable. Was... I was um I was telling parents on the team. I don't know how outfielders caught baseballs because the wind was. And it was it, it wasn't blowing in one direction constantly. It was like blowing at least at South Paulding, it was blowing in from left field a little bit. And then you'd look thirty seconds later, and then it was blowing right from left field to right field. And then you'd look again, and then it was blowing straight out from right field. And like it, the wind was swirling up there. I don't know how any outfielders caught any balls this, this Saturday. It was nuts, man. Yeah, it was crazy. But yeah. it was it was a good weekend, um, overall. Yeah. So Yeah. Good. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, Billy, today is National Cherry Pie Day. Yeah, I'll take a cherry pie every once in a while. I'm not a huge fan of cherry pie, but I I like eating them every once in a while. I like I like my cherry pies in the fried pie form. That's how I want to eat my cherry pies. Uh, I'm a big fried cherry pie fan. Pie, cherry pie. 
That sounds like the crappy 80s rock that either Casey or Clay would have on their board to open up football. <laughs> I hate hairband 80s rock. It's the worst. Uh, but yeah, cherry pie, I'm a fan of uh, fried cherry pies. I'm not a huge fan of like normal cherry pie, but if you give me a fried pie and it's a cherry pie, apple's my favorite, but I will dominate some uh, fried cherry pies. Today is also okay. National Muffin Day. Uh, yes, please. Yeah, yes. all those muffins. Uh, Emily buys those. I think we've talked about them before. Those those massive muffins. I don't know what they're. I don't know what brand they are. Um, but they're huge. They're like the the size of a. I don't know, like a like an orange or something. Or bigger than an orange. They're massive muffins, and they're 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 crumbly and they fall apart and they're delicious. Uh, she usually gets like the. It's some type of like brown sugar and, and nuts on the top or something. It's really good. And she also gets the chocolate chip ones, but I'm not a big fan of those. I forget what brand it is, but they're amazing. They're, I'm, I'm all in for muffins, man. They don't last very long. Muffins and croissant rolls are like two things in my house that are gone within about five to ten minutes when they make it home from the grocery store. They don't last very long. They're, they're pretty yeah. much gone immediately. Uh, Billy, today is also National Handcuff Day. Oh, oh yes, here sir. we go. Yes, sir. Yeah, Cherry Pie Day and National Handcuff Day. Let's pair those two bad boys together and have some fun today. No, it's going to be an, e- an awesome night. I'm, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. Too bad it's not also Whipped Cream Day. That would be, I mean, just that, you know, I'd put the cherry on the top, no Ooh. pun intended, with the cherry pie. I mean, <laughs> you know, oh, yes, sir. Yeah, cherry pie, whipped cream, and handcuffs. Yeah. <laughs> Valentine's Day was last week, folks. Uh, this past <laughs> weekend, state traditional wrestling happened in our area and my goodness we had so many accolades uh for all the young men and young women that went to compete in state bowden sent two wrestlers to state ty smith and gareth addison both in tough brackets i i I don't believe bowden had any wrestlers in state last year and that's a program that's on the rise out there for the red devils uh their youth program is really really good and sending two wrestlers to state after not sending anybody to state last year That's a program. Usually when I look at programs and I see if they have a good wrestling team, it usually indicates that they also have a pretty competitive football team. Um, And I think I think Bowden has a pretty competitive football team. You know, you could you describe it as that. It's okay. Uh, (laughs) Okay, it's not it's not, uh, you know, completely elite, but it's getting there. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Just back to back state champions. So I, I wouldn't be surprised to see this Bowden wrestling squad continue to be uh, a force to be reckoned with in West Georgia and keep growing and sending more and more young men and ladies to state. But congratulations to Ty Smith and Gareth Anderson uh, making it to state. Bremen, it's pretty amazing. Bremen sent tr- 12 wrestlers to Macon and congrats go out to Ethan Troyer, Ryder Haynes, Trent McPherson, Dagger Patterson, Justin Elton, and Alonzo Edmondson on making it to state. They've had an incredible year. Uh, Logan Johnson and Luke Johnson, Tucker Carr, all play sixth in their respective classes. James Bumgardner plays fourth in uh, at 150 pounds. Elijah Carr plays third at 120 pounds. Grayson Cooper, congrats go out to Grayson Cooper, winning a state title. Let's go. For himself at 113 pounds in class 3A. Good job, Let's Grayson. Let's go. You know, Grayson was one win away from winning the championship last year, finished second uh this year got the job done dude that's awesome love to love to see that love to hear that uh carrollton trojans they sent eight players to the wrestling uh state championship this past weekend judah white wesley lofton george carden and ben cleek all completed 
or all competed this past weekend. Congratulations on a phenomenal season for all of them. Uh, Jonathan Merritt placed sixth in Class 7A 138. Sutton White placed fourth in Class 7A 106. Connor Stevens placed third in Class 7A 157. And the baddest man in the state of Georgia, Jacob Levy, wins back-to-back state championships at 285 pounds. Congratulations to Jacob Levy. Can, uh, you know, Best of luck heading up there to UNC and continuing your wrestling career as a Tar Heel wrestling, or I guess a wrestling Tar Heel in the ACC. And, uh, you know, a lot of these a lot of these young wrestlers, I know for Jacob and probably a couple from Central, and I don't know who else, you know, they'll be heading up to, uh, to Nationals here in, I would assume, probably a week or so. Um, at Virginia Beach, is that where it's held? I think so, but you have to remember something. Jacob Levy's a junior. He's coming back. Are you He's sure? Not a senior, dude. Yes. I thought he was a senior. Nope. One more. One more year. Uh oh. I thought he was a. I was pretty sure he was a senior this year. I'm like I'm like ninety percent sure he's a senior, man. Uh, looking at Coach White's uh, post, he talks about coming. You know, one more. Huh. I thought. Yeah. I thought this year was his. Uh. I thought this year was his senior year at um, at Carrollton. Um. Let me see. Can't, can't. Why doesn't he have his class on here? Let me let me check his huddle. There you it, go. <laughs> his huddle doesn't look like it's been updated in a while. Uh, uh, oh yeah, class of twenty twenty five. I thought he was a senior for this some reason this year. I don't know why. I don't know why I thought he was a senior. So, moving on, Central. Sends 13 wrestlers to state, and they have won state as a team in back-to-back years in traditional wrestling. So congratulations go out to Central on that. Um, that's that's a huge accomplishment. So they won the the team in duels, right? Right. Back-to-back years. Now they've won team in, in traditional wrestling in back-to-back years as well. So um, kudos goes out to... Coach and Coach Knight and uh, and the team there. Uh, congrats go out to Caleb Shope and Caleb Disharoon on making the state tournament in Macon. Colt Mitchell and Andrew Sheffield both placed sixth in 4A in their weight classes. Ty Brewer, Matt Phillips, and Danny Crudels all finished fourth. Holden Church and William White finished second in their weight class. And Central had four state titles. Jeez, Gapes dude. Won Cape Swan wins a state title in 106. Back to back. Chris Chris Phillips wins a state title at 113. Ty Murray wins a state title at 126. Back to back. Colson Hoffman wins a state title at 138. He was one win away last year. So Ty Murray and Gabe Swan go both go back to back for Central. And Colson Hoffman, just like Grayson Cooper, uh, gets the job done this year. They were both Grayson Cooper and Colson Hoffman both one win away last year from being state champions and get the job done this year that's awesome dude that is yeah. that's amazing dude. That, that's absolutely amazing mm, sorry i had to take a sip of my coffee and it went down the wrong pipe uh oh geez as it did again uh harrelson county they sent three wrestlers to state braxton lee he had a heck of a year he went to state congratulations to braxton zach sanders he placed fourth in 157 and eli Ryder placed sixth 
at 165. Congratulations to all three of those Harrelson County wrestlers that went to state this past weekend. Her county sent seven wrestlers down to Macon. Diego Padilla and Travis Abernathy had fantastic years and both wrestled well in Macon. Michael Hedrick and Lane Moran both finished sixth in their respective weight classes. Will Mueller finished fourth at 215. Ronnie Marlowe finishes third at 144. And Heard County brings home a state title as Let's well. Let's go. Let's go. Mason Gillespie wins a state title at 150 pounds. Hell yeah. That's awesome, man. That is, that's fantastic. Hey, Mount Zion. They sent a wrestler to Macon, and he didn't do anything but finish in second. Went up there and uh, got to the championship match. Nick Samples, he finished second at 120 for the Mount Zion Eagles. That's an improvement because he finished fourth last year. So fourth last year, up to second this year for Nick Samples. Congratulations on a phenomenal wrestling year this year. Temple sends six wrestlers to Macon. Brandon Turpin, Jackson Gresham, Aiden Carroll, and Robert McCoy all had fantastic years, and congrats go out to them for making it down to Macon. Scotty Taylor finishes sixth at 165 pounds and Corth Corbin Zayabuth Jones finishes second at 113. Uh, Villarica sent six wrestlers to Macon. Tate Sauls, Julian Newman, Michael Cronin, and Malachi Williams all made it to state. Congratulations on an awesome year, all y'all. And Sawyer Daniels places fourth at 215 and Austin Presley places third at 285. Congratulations to all of those wrestling wildcats. And that does it for the boys. However, there were girls that were down in traditional state wrestling in Macon as well. Uh, Carrollton sends six to Macon, and they win back-to-back state titles as a team in traditional wrestling. So are, you, are you surprised? Out. No, 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 not at all. I, wa- I watched that cur- gr- girls uh, Carrollton team this year. They are monsters, man. They are absolute monsters out there. Bailey Moore and Maggie Dudley both both finished sixth in their respective weight classes. Journey Gray finishes fourth at 190. Sierra Lopez and, and Madison Cooley both finished third. And Johan Maya finishes second at 145. Heard County sent one wrestler down to Macon this weekend. Pamela Dominguez-Vasquez finished sixth at 170. Villarica sent one wrestler, Leah Bossi. And she had a heck of a year, and congrats on her making it down to Macon. She was really good. I watched her wrestle a little bit this year. Bossy was a boss. You know, that should, I don't know if that's her nickname, but if it's not, it should have been. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Billy, we got the state basketball playoffs. Region play is over, and we look to state. This is the lineup that we have. Are these, are all these games tonight? Uh, that I don't know. Okay. I know okay. a lot of them are, but I don't know if they're all tonight. I was trying to I was trying to get all the uh, all the schedules together for the state playoffs, but it's like all over the place when they're playing, where they're playing, and some of them have like two dates, and there's no date on max preps. But this is what the matchup looks like. Uh, these will all be played this week, though. Uh, number three, Carrollton, they're on the road at Hillgrove. This is just the boys bracket right here. Uh, Southwest DeKalb, they're on the road. The Central Lions welcome them in. Central, the two seed. Uh, Brooks County's on the road. They head to Heard County. Heard County, the two seed as well. Temple is the one seed in the boys' bracket. They welcome in Bacon County, and Mount Zion boys are on the road at Manchester. For the girls, the number two Carrollton Trojans, they're the two seed. They welcome in Hillgrove. Uh, the number three seed Temple Tiger girls, they're on the road at Brooks County. Heard County, they're the two seed. They welcome in Bacon County for the girls' bracket. Mount Zion, they're on the road. They're the four bracket. They will are they the four seed. They will head to one seed Taylor County. 
and Bowden Girls. They are the three C. They are on the road at Chattahoochee County. Yeah, there was. I know there's several going on tonight. Um, pretty sure Temple Girls are playing tonight. Um, I, I'm trying to remember all of them, but it's. I think it's either going to be tonight and tomorrow. I, th- I think so, you're right. Looks like. Um, uh, looks like. Some of the boys are yeah tonight and tomorrow is when they're doing. It. I hate when they put two dates on here, like it's stupid. It is. It's it's so confusing. And Max Preps is never correct. But tonight and tomorrow night um, is uh, is when these games will be going on. So you know, like we always say, check uh, check GoFan, <laughs> check GoFan. So five five boys, five girls yep. make it yep. to state, which is huge. Five of our four of our nine, excuse me. So. Um, Kudos. Yeah. Kudos go after all those um, games there, and we'll be cheering you on. Absolutely. Sure. One and done. And anything can happen in a one-game series, essentially, in basketball, man. You don't have to win two, three, four, anything like that. One win, and you're on. It's like March Madness. No doubt. No doubt. And and we saw a lot of these teams play. Um, the only, I, I think the only teams that you and I didn't see play were Carrollson. Uh, yeah, I believe so. I think we saw everybody. I didn't see the herd girl. Oh, uh, no, I did see the herd girls. Yeah, I don't think I don't. I think Carrollton's the only one that we didn't see this year. Yep. I, was, I didn't see any of the Bremen teams this year. Um, but yeah, other than that, I think I think we saw just about the everybody. Nobody at Bremen made it to the state this year. Though, no, so. tough year. Uh, Billy, let's get some Hawks over under at the uh mid season point here. Um, Dude, this this team is insanely frustrating. Uh, I, you know, I say that all the time on this podcast. How frustrating it is to watch this team. So let's get into some uh, some over unders on what we thought the Hawks would look like this year. First one is Clint Capella rebounds per game, eleven and a half, and at the midseason point, he is at ten point six rebounds per game. I had the over, you had the under. Right now, you're hitting bang on. Yeah, that doesn't make me feel good, but, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah, I thought that would be um, I, I thought that would be an easy over. I thought Clint would be somewhere around 12 or 13, and it is uh, it is it is not happening. Uh, uh, he's the, not having a good year. No, dude, this, this team is not having I think this is the last year Clint's going to be on this team. I think he'll be gone in the offseason. Um, uh, the next one, A.J. Griffin, points per game. We set it at 10 and a half. We both said under, <laughs> and we are we are both very very right. AJ Griffin, dude, what an awful year he is having right now, averaging two point one points per game and not even really playing at all. He's only played in eighteen games this year. Yeah, it hasn't been good for AJ Griffin, but you know, hey, um, if if you and I hit both, you know, both under, then. That's, that's a check mark for us, right? Yeah, yeah. We both we both predicted AJ Griffin being complete crap this year, and that's exactly what he's been. So, uh, dude, this, this this season has been depressing. Uh, DeAndre Hunter rebounds plus assists per game. The number was at five point five. Right now, it is at five point one. Both you and I predicted the over for this. He's he's under it right now, but I think if DeAndre Hunter can stay healthy in the latter half of the season, I believe he should get over that 5.5 market. It's just, is he going to be healthy the rest of the season? That's the big question mark. 
Yeah, I think him being hurt for a good portion of this early part of the season hurt his numbers. I really think this number is going to go up and up and up. So, yeah, I think we're still going to we should still be safe and on hitting this this number. I would think towards the end of the season, this number will be closer to between six and seven. I think that'll be if he stays healthy, yeah. if he stays healthy. Uh, DeJounte Murray points per game plus assist, assist per game. We had the number set at 26 and a half. Right now, he sits at 26.7. I had the over, you had the under, and it is just 0.2 away from going either way. That's yeah, He's had a really good year. I, I I mean, as much as everyone wants to hate on him, he's had a good year, and I'm not I'm not upset at D- DJ at all. Yeah, he's he's had an adequate year. He's been fine. Um, ha- he's not been worth three first round picks. I, I can tell you that. But he's he's been he's been fine. Uh, the, I don't I don't know. This team just sucks. This team the way this team is built is just awful. It's just terrible. Uh, will Trey average a double-double? This is just a yes or no question here. We both said yes. He aver- he is averaging a double-double right now. Just barely, but he is averaging a double-double. The 26.7 points per game. That is barely. It's point. It, it, uh, one assist per game it's away. A from not- one assist a game. That's up. barely. He's, that's he's barely a double-double. Oh, stop. If you, aver- if you average 20 and 10, that's barely a double-double. That's what he's averaging. 10.1, 10.9 assists per game. That's one point away from not averaging a double-double. This has been Trey's best year, though. And, I, you know, like I said, I said this a couple of weeks ago on the podcast. I don't know if stats are going to back that up, but I can tell you with the eye test, watching Trey Young night in and night out, this is Trey's best year he's ever had on the basketball court, offensive and defensive. Like, the way he impacts yeah. the game, this is the best year Trey's ever had. Um, no doubt. Will Quinn Snyder be fired before the end of the season? We both said no. I still think that's the answer, but it's not looking good, man. Yeah. yeah. It's it's not at all. Um, and that ties directly into the next one, which yeah. Hawks wins set at 41 and a half. In order for them to go 42 and whatever, um, they would need to go 18 and 9 over their <laughs> final... <laughs> 27 games. Um, yeah. Good luck with that. 18 and, if they go 18 and 9 the rest of the season, I'll eat a sock. Um there's there's no way. I yeah, I, I just I don't I don't know if they get to 30 wins. <laughs> to be honest with you, man. It's just I heard somebody on the radio say, What is the biggest difference between the Detroit Pistons and the Atlanta Hawks? <laughs> there's not a big difference. And the Detroit Pistons suck this year. Um, yeah, yeah, it's 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 rough. It's rough being a Hawks fan, man. Everybody knows this. Every Atlanta fan knows this. Um, they're not going eighteen to nine. They're not getting over the forty-one and a half wins this year. We might make it into the play-in, um, but it's uh, it's been a struggle. It's been a struggle. It's been a normal Hawks year. I'll put it that way. It's been a typical Hawks year. Yep. Yeah, there's no doubt. All right, let's get to the Marine South scoreboard from the weekend. Let's Starting do with it. Friday. Uh, in baseball, Carrollton beats Harris County 15-5. to Evan Moody added three RBIs of those 15. Hurt County falls to Westminster 10 to nothing. They, they managed to scrape across three hits. But Westminster's a good team, man. They're a really good team. Yep, we'll see them uh, Friday. Mount, 
Mount Zion beats Banneker 15 to nothing and 22 to two. That's right. They had a doubleheader and it was 15 nothing and 22 to two. And I got a text message from Patrick Edson that said, I hate you, Billy. Um, <laughs> Because I left him there alone to handle that that game on Friday night. Why? I wonder. Oh, there we go. Uh, uh, game Changer has been messing up this morning. I was trying to pull up scores and trying to pull up stats and everything. You know, they weren't pulling up, and they were all they were saying they had a uh, error and kept erroring out. I couldn't get everything to pull up. There we go. Now it's mouse pulling up. Knox Israel adds three RBIs in the fifteen nothing game. Stanley Cross and Stanley Cross, Young and Hutter. All added two RBIs. In soccer on Friday, Mount Zion splits with Fuji's Academy. Girls win three nothing. Boys lose five to two. Central falls to Paulding County. The girls three nothing. And then Central beats Douglas County. The boys two nothing. On Saturday, baseball. Uh, Central beats Heritage fifteen to five. And Lakes and Hughes thirteen to six. Brooksbluff beats Bremen seven to two and fifteen to nine. Bremen falls to zero and four on the season on the young season. Rough start, man. Um, yeah, and then Villarica beats Sprayberry ten to three, and South Paulding six to nothing. Colin Wilson um, had four innings pitched, no earned, five Ks against Sprayberry. On Monday, uh, baseball New Manchester beats Mount Zion seventeen to one. They pick up their first loss of the season last night, and then Villarica beats Langston Hughes seventeen to two. This game was two nothing in the third, heading into the bottom of the third, and then all of a sudden it was eight to two. They just exploded. <laughs> VR yeah. just exploded. Those, yeah, those two runs, those two runs scored for Langston Hughes. VR was like, "Oh no, we're yeah. not losing." All right, let's let's <laughs> stop let's stop playing around. Let's take this seriously. Uh, yeah, seventeen to two, man. Um, Langston, that number seven for Langston Hughes is a good pitcher. Like he's a he's a he's a solid pitcher, but man, once you get past that. Whew, they just don't have much. Like they just, he's you know, hit or two. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, he's, it's rough. Easton White went three for four, four RBIs and three runs. On the Smith's Four Coverings Games and Events calendar for tonight, uh, outside of the basketball games, which there are plentiful. Uh, baseball Noonan at Carrollton at five fifty-five. Central at Locust Grove at five thirty, and Heard County at Bowden at five thirty. You can hear that on our hometown sports radio network. Um, listening to the Hurt County Network and the Bowden Red Devils Network with Casey Bass on the call for that. Tennis, Hurt County at Lamar at 4 p.m. And that's your Smith's Four Cummings Games and Events calendar. Billy, you need another cup of coffee? Boy, do I ever, brother. Let's hit it up, dude. Another cup of coffee brought to you by Realtor Hannah Strong with Century 21 Novus. William Byron wins the Daytona 500 after the last 10 laps were filled with wrecks. Oh, were they ever? Dude, yeah. The I can honestly say this is the first time I've watched the Daytona 500 from start to finish in ever, ever, yeah, ever. Oh. And yeah, I'm still, was, I'm uh, still not, I'm still not over how pissed off I am at NASCAR this morning. I went to bed last night furious, um, and I woke up this morning just as pissed off with NASCAR as I went to bed last night. So explain explain why. Because Ryan Priest didn't get the lucky dog on that last caution because they said he was involved in the wreck. He barely scraped two cars. He wasn't involved in the wreck at all. He never lost control of his car. He stayed on the track for the most part. 
but because NASCAR said Ryan Priest was involved in the wreck, he didn't get his lap back, didn't get the lucky dog, and didn't have a chance to win the race in those last couple of laps. Like, it's, it's just pure incompetence once again by NASCAR making a massive mockery of motorsport. They do it week in and week out. NASCAR cannot get their head out of their ass and avoid their own. And, and, and Ryan Priest earlier in the race gets, gets a too fast on pit road penalty. NASCAR is the only premier sport in the entire motorsport world that does not have a pit limiter on their car. They're the only one. They're the only morons that haven't figured out how to put a button on their wheel yet to have a pit limiter. It blows my mind every single year how stupid, moronic, and pig-headed the people who run NASCAR are. It, it just blows my mind that we don't have a pit limiter, and I cannot believe that they said Ryan Priest was involved in one of those crashes with 10 laps left to go, and he was not eligible for the Lucky Dog free pass. It's, it's, it's beyond moronic. I, can, I, I, I literally am beside myself with anger. I went to bed last night pissed off, and I woke up this morning still pissed off at NASCAR. Yeah, I get it. I get it. It just sucks, I mean, man. I was I was right there you know, rooting on Ryan Priest, even though he was at the back of the pack for a good portion of it, but still. He had a top five uh, car. He had a car good enough to compete for the win. Um, but the, the too fast entering pit road because NASCAR doesn't have a pit limiter for some ungodly unknown reason. And the fact that he said, or NASCAR said that he was involved in the crash and wasn't eligible for the lucky dog, like... I don't know. It it just pisses me off, man. And it's it of, of course it ends under caution with two Hendrick cars first and second. Of course. Wow, what a surprise. Well, like we haven't seen this before. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right, NASCAR. Uh, Gino Ariema becomes the second all-time winningest coach uh, for for UConn as he gets a win over Creighton, second to Coach Shashevsky. Good for Gino. Dude is I'm a always legend. Appreciated, Gino Ariama. Good coach, man. Have. Yeah, one thousand two hundred and three career wins, uh, all of which were at UConn. That's uh, that's pretty, pretty amazing, man. Pretty amazing for Coach Gino Ariama. He's built an absolute dynasty up there. Uh, AM Commerce and UIW players get into a brawl last night at the post-game handshake. I heard about this. I haven't seen the video. I'm gonna have to watch the video this morning. Uh, I'll tell you this: the word "brawl" in the headlines sound a lot worse than the actual fight or brawl or whatever it was actually happened. Texas A&M, uh, Commerce, and Incarnate Word—you know—they were shaking hands. It was a a hold me back fight. I'll put it that way. Okay. I didn't see any punches thrown. Maybe a shove or two. Um, but it was uh, the headline makes it sound a lot worse than it really was. It was a somebody hold me back. I don't want to. It, it sounds worse than it really was. It wasn't that bad. Uh, Ohio State stuns number two Purdue in the interim coach's debut. Uh, yeah, Ohio, they did. Ohio State fired Chris Holtman a couple days ago, and Diebler, Jake Diebler, first game at the helm as interim head coach. They stun number two Purdue seventy three to sixty nine. Yeah, former. Former Ohio State Ebler's brother, Jake. Yeah, Jake takes over for right? Hmm? Yeah, Jake is Jake is um the brother of crap. former Ohio State player. What's, what's his what's Jake's brother's name? Uh oh my uh, goodness, uh, I am drawing it. John? Yep. John Diebler. 
Yeah, Johnny Deeb. Right. Yeah, Johnny Deeb's. Yeah. Um, yeah, pretty cool, man. I wonder if he's going to – I doubt he's going to get the head coaching job, but pretty good start. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, beating number two, Purdue. Yeah. yeah. You know, helps. beating beating the uh, the caveman, Zach Eady. Yeah, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Uh, and today in 2011, the 50th. <laughs> Ohio. Uh, today in 2011, the 53rd Daytona 500, 20-year-old Trevor Bain driving for the Wood Brothers Racing wins to become the youngest Daytona 500 winner at 20 years old. Yeah, that's nuts. Yep. Yeah, 20 years old is young. Yeah, especially young, to be driving driving in the Daytona 500 and winning the Daytona 500, pretty crazy. Uh, and, and sticking on that same vein, congrats to West Georgia's Austin Hill. He won the Xfinity Series race last night around midnight. So congratulations uh, to Austin. He went to Good job, um, Austin. from Douglasville. He went to Alexander High School. So congratulations to oh, him. Nice. Yeah, pretty cool. Well, West Georgia, West Georgia guys representing down in Daytona. You got anything else to add today, man? Let's get out of here, buddy. Let's get out of here. Let's get a cup of coffee. Don't forget to tune in tonight. Hurt County at Bowden, 530. Casey Bass on the call, 530 first pitch. I'd assume he'll probably go live somewhere around 515, 520-ish. For Billy Lindahl, I am Bryce Sparling. This has been the Morning 5, not hometown sports media. We will see you tomorrow morning, same time, same place. Shake your neighbors. Just shake them. Shake your neighbors.